0: mcdowell specialty repair Susie boyle mortgage team and castle and cook mortgage llc and summer's funeral home every life leaves a legacy and now here's your host for game plan for life skip hall
1: welcome to game plan for life this is your host skip hall Well, today I've got a special guest that goes all the way back to high school, where we were classmates, teammates, uh, back in Minnesota. You've got a couple of Swede and Norwegian guys today talking, so uh, I want to introduce you to David Erickson. David, say hello.
2: Yes, good morning. Good morning, Skip, and good morning to the audience as well. It's a great day today.
1: Absolutely. Well, David is coming to us from Bellingham, Washington, where he was a pastor for how many years?
2: Well, about 35 years. I retired in 2009, but I'm still involved with ministry out, up here in, in
1: Bellingham. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, David, let's do this. Let's go back and, and have you tell your story. You know, one thing that I've learned over the years is that people love to hear other people's story. We all yeah. have a story to tell, and we all have a story that's worth telling. So, let's go back and have you tell yours.
2: Yeah, good, Skip. Well, you know, I was born uh, in Glenwood, Minnesota, which is just 17 miles south of Alexandria, where you and I grew up, and right. mostly, and went to high school there. And right. and but I grew up in the Alexandria area, uh, played basketball. In high school, uh, I was a junior, you were a senior, uh, played guard, so I didn't play much because you didn't come out of the game. (laughs) In 1962, we won the District 22 championship there, and then we went up to Fargo and Moorhead, and and that was just a great experience there. But anyway, so I, I, I was a churchgoer there in Alexandria. Uh, but we didn't attend church that much. I grew up in a little little farmlet, I call it, out uh, by Lake Louise, and, and it was a good place to grow up. And but uh, but I was kind of spiritually uh, not interested in a lot of things. And and I I left uh, after I graduated in 1963. Went to Minneapolis in '64 and uh, worked there for a little bit, and then ended up out in San Diego where my brother was finishing his duty with the Navy, and then then up to Seattle. Four years, went to Seattle Community College there, again, uh, Crowd, Seattle, uh, didn't live a very, very uh, godly life at all, I had no interest in spiritual things, and I came up here to Western Washington University in Bellingham, where I'm living now. And that would have been 1969. And I was serious about uh, uh, my academics and trying to go on and get a Ph.D. in psychology. But while I was uh, uh, here, uh, a long-haired Norwegian hippie, as one pastor called me, uh, <laughs> lost as can be, uh, someone shared the gospel with me and uh and i i was kind of resistant i thought i knew the gospel but i didn't really know i could know jesus christ as my personal savior i just thought i tried to be a good guy and god take a liking to me in the end so anyway he shared he shared uh, the gospel and i and i kind of reacted i said you know you go across town to to uh, worship God uh, in church, I said, I can worship God right here in my dormitory room, and, and I expected an argument, and yet he, he, no, he didn't argue, he just said, oh, I know, David, he said, but uh, I'm just concerned that, you know, Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, so I, I didn't let him know that, but I was, I was taken by that, and, and the Lord had, had brought conviction into my life that I was a sinner, I needed a Savior, and uh, I couldn't get to heaven by my good works, but simply by trusting the, the work that the Lord Jesus did on the cross. Anyway, so I began to attend the church there, that church that this fellow attended and that's where i met my wife linda we were married in 1974 and uh, we worked with the youth there and then off to seminary in portland oregon and then came back as a associate pastor and then took a church down in kent a Baptist church there for eight years, and that is where I reconnected with you uh, right. in 1982. I went, saw your name, and you were going to speak at a Fellowship of Christian Athletes banquet at Seattle Pacific, and I couldn't go to the banquet, but I, because I, I had a wedding rehearsal anyway. So I went down just to see if this was really the Skip Hall that I knew. <laughs> Merle Hall went back in right, high school, and, right. and uh, sure enough, there you were in Virginia as well. And 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 I'll, I'll say this because it was so important for me. I was pastoring a, a, a church plant there, and it was a, a good work and so on, but there were some uh, difficult things, of course. And, and as I intersected with you, I was so surprised that you had time to uh, give, give me a card and, and say, let's have lunch here. So, so we had lunch there close to the University of Washington there, and, and you were such an encouragement. You gave Linda and me and my, our, our kids tickets to some of the Husky games. <laughs> I went to, even saw Brian Bosworth play the bond. Mm. And uh, anyway, it was just so wonderful to reconnect not only with you, Skip, but, but the fact that you would come to the Lord and, and you in Virginia desired to, to seek His face and to follow hard after after Him. And, and so, and you put me on the board, the advisory board of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So we had luncheons, as you recall, at Lake Union, and it was just so so good to intersect with with uh, people, uh, some somewhat famous people, but still the, the the key ingredient was that they knew the Lord Jesus and desired to honor Him and so anyway, then, then I was called back to this church up here where I, I got saved in 1970, and then I pastored for 20 years, retired in 2009, and, and then I've been involved here uh, filling pulpits and, and so on. And, so. and it's been so good to to stay in touch with you over the years. Our daughter lives in Meridian, Meridian there, North of Boise, right. and so right. to have yep. breakfast with you here a few, yep. a few months ago. And so,
1: yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well... After high school, while well, we both went separate ways, I I went on to become a coach. You went on to become yeah. a pastor, and yeah. like you said, we reconnected, and then we've been in close contact ever since. Yeah. We both had a, a very important person in our life, uh, Coach Charlie, Charlie and man. Uh, we stayed in touch with him over the years, and and yeah. he, he just passed away at age ninety six, I believe, wasn't right. he?
2: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Talked to. I'd call him. Every so often there in the nursing home, and I called him just uh, just a week before he passed away, and and uh, yeah, and he would always 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 talk about Skip Hall, you know. And he said, "Yeah, Skip has done very well." He <laughs> <laughs> and of course we know how, how encouraging Skip, how encouraging well Skip is too, but how encouraging Charlie Bash was right. to us yeah. and and you especially when you spent so much time playing playing for him. And.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was able to to play under Charlie for Coach Charlie for. Three years of high school and then uh, three years of college. So we spent yeah. quite a bit of time together and yeah. stayed in touch yeah. all those years, ever since yeah. 1960. And yeah. uh, you know, I think it's real important for us to never forget about, the, forget those that have helped us along the way. Yeah. And Coach Charlie was was certainly one of those. And, and we both we both know yeah. that. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. But so you spent a total of about 35 years uh, as a pastor.
2: Yeah. Yeah, twenty-eight of them as as what we call senior lead pastor, and then yeah. uh, our social pastor worked with the youth in the early seventies, and uh, those were the those, those were the hippy days. You know, that oh, was. Yeah. There was also the Jesus People movement. You know, a lot of people came to the Lord through those in those years, and I was I was one of them. I. I had no interest in spiritual things, as I already mentioned. But, yeah. but the Lord, people were praying for me, and and uh, my mom, of course, prayed for many years before she passed away. And and anyway, so, so the Lord tracked me down and 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 gave me ears to hear the gospel that I was a sinner and desperate need for forgiveness, and only the Lord Jesus can forgive sin. He died for in our in our place, and so we just trust what He's done on the cross, and He grants to us everlasting life. And He says even to walk with Him is the abundant life as well, mm-hmm. as, as you know so Amen. it's a great yeah. great journey, great adventure to to seek his face and honor his name day by day.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, David, after those 35 years of being a pastor, um and now you say you're still involved in ministry. So my question to you is is just that, how can we say stay involved with ministry work after we retire? Oh, yeah. Well,
2: yeah, well the Lord Jesus loves his Church and he tells us to love his church and the church is very imperfect and someone has said you probably heard the saying that if you're looking for a perfect church and if you find one don't join it because you'll ruin it you know <laughs> so that's that's yeah. that's the way it is where so many uh, people get discouraged with with fellow sinners and and would wander away from. From this fellowship with other believers, but but you know we really need each other, especially in this wicked and perverse generation. That's what Paul referred to his generation, and and all the more do we need to to stick together, hold hold on uh, again to the, tr- the truths of the scriptures, and and uh, and those of us who name the name of, of Jesus as our Savior, uh, he again he loves he loves his people, and I, I've talked with people who say, well, I love Jesus, but I don't care much for his church, <laughs> so, mm. and that that's an oxymoron. That doesn't work that way. So anyway, the point is that even though I, my pace is different as a, now that I'm retired from a full-time career, right. but we've been involved in a church up in Linden right up close to the Canadian border, and, and I was interim pastor there 12 years ago, and, and then we just stayed there. It's a 12-mile 12, uh, 12, uh, commute, and it, it's fine. It's not that, that far, but, but uh, we've enjoyed being with the people, and I'm, I'm an elder there now and just continue to, to be in, involved there desiring to be salt and light in this world, and instead of just whine about everything that's going on, <laughs> we need to win people to the Savior, and, and continue to proclaim the Gospel. Uh, people, people, Many people in this culture, Skip, think they know the Gospel really, but I, so I use the word clarification. Even for me on in, in the college campus there, I thought I knew what the Gospel was, that I, you know, try to look at Jesus and try to be a good guy and He'll take a liking to me in the end. You know, if I try my best, well, you know, the Christian life begins not with a with a do but with a done jesus paid it all all to him we owe and sin had left the crimson stain and he washed the white as snow and so so it's important again for us to continue to to hold hand hand with fellow believers and, and as long as the lord leads us here on this earth
1: and to be an encouragement to them amen you know my one of my mentors chuck swindoll uh, said uh, this many years ago to me he said you know people are attracted, not persuaded, and, yeah, and I think yeah. that is so profound, and it is yeah, true. People yeah. are attracted, and yeah. they're they're looking for encouragement. They're looking yep. to, uh, you know, be valued, and yes. and I think that even after we retire from what our work was, or yeah. our job was, or our career was, why we still have the opportunity to encourage people and to lift yep. them up and point them in the right direction. Yep. And yep. Uh, yep. that the book that I wrote, that's pretty yep. much what that was all about, is yep. coaching yep. people up and not yep. down. Got
2: it. Yep, got it right in front of me here. <laughs> 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 and, uh, well,
1: you're in there. You're, in there. you're in there, too. So. Um,
2: his name is Willis, and he's, he was in class of 61. He was in, the, yes. in French class there with Virginia back yeah. in the in 61. But anyway, he uh, I sent this book to my older brother down in Georgia, and he read it, and he sent it to, to Willis, and Willis just said, the, just yesterday, in fact, he said, I read it. He said he was very, both of them said, very encouraged yeah, with, with your yeah. story and, and with your the re- reading about people we know, of course, in Minnesota. That helps so on. but it was still, it wasn't all about you, Skip. It was about people who encourage you
1: and then of course the lord jesus who who walks with you day by day yep 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 well many people have reached down and helped us along the way and and obviously even after we're done working so to speak why we can reach down and help lift others up and encourage them and and yeah and just just to be there and to listen you know listening is another big part of this and yeah, with encouragement.
2: Yeah, the Lord gave us two ears and one mouth. That's kid. right. So, so, <laughs> so, and with, with preachers, I, I kid about this. that Many people say, to make a long story short, but pastors or preachers can tend us to, to make a long story longer.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there but we know. need to
2: listen. That's the truth.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, even,
2: even with people who call us rapscallions.
1: Rapscallions. That's right. We
2: visited you down in Scottsdale, I think, in Arizona when you lived there. They, right. was in the sunday school class for you were the, the, uh, directing that sunday school class
1: and we you made reference to me as a rapscallion well we were both rapscallions yeah right in the day, you know? <laughs> yep. but uh but anyway yeah we've had some great memories uh, along the way and but uh, like i say the thing that uh, we should never forget is is we'd never retire from ministry you know there's always an opportunity to encourage people and and help people yep. and and uh, so we never yeah, retire yep. you know retire is not in the in the bible and it, is, it isn't my yeah. my definition of retire is you put on a new set of tires and you head <laughs> head in a new <laughs> direction right. you retire
2: yeah yeah ret- ret- retread yeah that's yep, the truth yep. yeah yeah, in fact, you know, all of us uh, are, are in full-time Christian ministry. Some are a career as, as pastors and so on. But Colossians, uh, you know, will, will indicate that. It says, whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. And so that's, that's referring not, not just to pastors, that refers right. to all of us, certainly. Yep. That it's the Lord who we serve day by day, and, and He uses us. In fact, I'm convinced many times He uses what we call layman, which I'm not, that's not a biblical word either, but, but, uh, in, as salt and light in this world as much as, uh, as the pastor or the preacher. Each Sunday, uh, I've mentioned that uh, I'm the most visible and the most verbal on a Sunday morning, but I'm certainly not the most important person uh, because God wants to use all of us. He's gifted us to be involved in the body of Christ and to edify and build up one another, and that's, that's, our, ta- that's our holy task yeah.
1: all of our lives. Yep, yep, and I think we should never forget uh, who, we, who we serve, uh, who's yep. number one, and, yeah. you know, that brings back a story that I've told... Many times, but I'll tell it again. Uh, when I was the coach at Boise State, after one particular game, you know, I'd always meet with the press, the media. And they'd have all these questions, and some of them actually made sense, and some of them didn't. But <laughs> one, yeah. the, one gentleman, he said to me after one one game, he said, "Coach, he said, how come you're always the same after a game? Either whether you win or the lose, or you lose, you still." maintain uh, the same posture and and i said well it's because you know obviously the bands are in the stands and they're yelling and hollering whatever they want to but i serve uh for an audience of one well yeah, that, well, that, we that kind of stunned them you know they were yeah. trying to figure out that one yeah. But uh, that's so yeah. true, is that we, we actually, um, I coached for an audience of one. You, you yeah. pastored for an audience yeah. of one. And so that is, yeah. that's so important to, to make that distinction. Uh, yeah. We're not trying to please people and, and do everything uh, perfectly, because that doesn't yeah. work but uh, well
2: that's the truth yeah that's a good way to be discouraged just yeah. try to please everybody and, yeah. Uh, yeah
1: yeah so c- coaching and servant for an audience of one that uh, yeah. that's yeah. what it's all about so yeah. Yeah. well on yeah. another topic here just want to switch gears Um about five years ago or so, my son Chris was married, and you officiated yeah. the wedding I, up in I the did. San Juan Islands on Orcas uh, Island. Uh, 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 right? Yeah, Rosario, Rosario Resort. That yep. was a
2: gorgeous setting and a wonderful experience. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a small Actually, family got, wedding, in but the, it was in great. In the book,
2: here, you coach them up. Your book here, I, I've got for markers in there. I got pictures of you in Virginia uh, standing by by um, pumpkins. There was uh, you'd sent here, but then also I got Chris. Christmas picture of of all of your family at, at Chris and Jennifer's wedding. Yeah, yeah. So that's my marker for 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 the
1: book. Well, wow. well, that's great. Yeah, Chris yeah. and Jen are doing well, and of course they have a five year old son now named Austin. Oh, yeah. Austin, right? Austin, and he's uh, he is wired. I'm telling you, <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. he, he never lets <laughs> up, and. Uh, but that's been that's been great for all of us. Not only Chris yeah. and Jen, but for Virginia and I and the rest yeah. of our family. And yeah. yeah, so grandchildren are are just a treasure, aren't they?
2: Are they not? Yeah, we've got eight eight of them, and and three of them live in in Boise area in Meridian. Yeah, they yep. moved there year and a half ago. So yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, besides, you know, doing the ministry stuff that you that you are doing, um, what other things do you like to do? What's what's been uh, hobbies or things that have gained your interest? Yeah, well, I'm running, uh, I know that.
2: <laughs> running. <laughs> yeah, I tell Linda that if I if we'd pay our bills on time, I wouldn't have to be on the run. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was diagnosed with diabetes here uh, it, uh, ten years ago. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, about ten, eleven years, and. Um, and it helps to get exercise. And and my two daughters who were run half marathons, and I was at the finish line for some of them. And and then one day they said, "Hey, Dad, why don't you why don't you run here?" five k, and I thought, "Well, yeah, okay. Well, I've never been a runner just to go out and run. It's just like watching a moth crawl up a drape to me. You just yeah. go out and run, and never never really done that. But anyway, so I did I did uh, run my first one back in 2000. Uh, I think it was 12 and. And uh and now I just uh, last week finished my 139th 5K over no the years. No kidding. And ran a half marathon here as well, and and it, and it's it, it's fun. You get to know people, and it's just a, a nice community as well. But but it's a health issue that for me that keeps me keeps me running. And my my uh, diabetes numbers are are down, and so that's good. that's yeah, good to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And besides that, anything else to to keep you uh, interested?
2: Yeah, well, I've always... I like to play golf, you know, I used, yes. I used to be somewhat uh, proficient at it, but <laughs> the older <laughs> we get. <laughs> you know, the, the, I, I te- tease about a, on a course out here, Raspberry Ridge, and I, I almost got a hole in one on, on number three. I said, but I missed it by three strokes, you know. <laughs> That's about the way it is. used to play bo- bogey golf, and now they have a hard time. But again, yeah. it's just so great to be out. It is. Out, yeah, and here we get, you know, play the Raspberry Ridge and Mount Baker and, uh, on a clear day's his insight, and it's just so good to be out. God created all of this, you mm-hmm. know, and and the heavens declare His glory, and so it's so good to to be out and and uh, to see what He has done and what He's doing, and and of course, uh, all of this will burn up one day, Skip, and but there but will there'll be new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So whatever right. is so glorious about this creation has still fallen, and there's going to be a new creation as well, and, and where there is no no vestige of sin at all that would mm. be that'll be so wonderful to be with a savior forever and ever and ever through what he's done and for us on our
1: behalf mm. and that's the hope that is within us amen amen amen, amen. Yeah. amen. well in the remaining time we've got about five Five or so minutes to go, but yeah. wanted to shift gears again and and talk about what is going on in this world today. I mean, yeah. it's just mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, some of the <laughs> things you just can't possibly imagine happening, but yet they are. And yep. what's what's yeah. your take on on time moving yeah. and and the Lord's yeah. coming and yep. all that yep. stuff?
2: Yep. Yeah. Well it's you know this this is a temporal world certainly and and i guess i already mentioned it'll be a new heaven and a new earth but we're here now and so we so we need to be and i keep referring to this expression salt and light jesus said that we're to be salt and light and salt is a preservative and it keeps things from becoming rotten and so on and so but also as we're salt in, in the lives of people salt can also sting and so you know what we intentionally sting people but as we share the gospel as we clarify the need to trust the lord jesus uh, you know there are some who will react like i did in, in that dormitory room when the first thing clarify the gospel to me but the old philosopher of pascal is you, know, you from him that yeah. uh, that he said every in every man is a god-shaped vacuum that's what he said and it can only be filled by the person of jesus christ and so So, you know, people look for change in 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 legislation and education and reformation, reform, and I'm not all those aren't bad in themselves. But what we need is transformation to be to be transformed as we confess our sin, repent from our sin, become born again, and, and seek to walk with the Lord. So anyway, Skip, I, you know, it's it's a challenge, and it's so much deception. I can get kind of discouraged uh, as I watch too too much news, oh, so I turn it off more than I watch it these days. But, but we are got to make sure that that we fix our eyes on Jesus, run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. And uh, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus and then tell everyone who we see. And that's our challenge again, is, is the great great commandment is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, and all our mind. And then it says, uh, the great Great Commission as well, go into all the world and make disciples teaching them and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we just want to make sure we don't lose the focus of the message that will transform lives forever.
1: Yes, yes. And even amidst all the political chaos mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. going on, that's dividing our country. Amen, and, I know. And, and the yeah. Lord wants us to d- yeah. be unified yeah, but yeah. yet the the yeah. uh, the enemy, I think, is gotten in the mix, and the politics yeah. is just it's it's all over the place. People are this, they're that. and uh,
2: yeah well and yeah and and you know Peter refers to us as aliens and strangers. so this is not our world, we're just passing through. and so we need to see ourselves as aliens and strangers. and then it says, Peter said, to abstain from fleshly the lusts which wage war against the soul. So even as his followers, we need to make sure that we don't buy into all of the pleasures and things of this world, the, the temporal things, but uh, seek, again, the, the things of, the, of an eternal nature and... and uh, and make sure that we don't, again, just become, become like the world where we have no message anymore.
0: Yes.
2: So, again, we don't have to be obnoxious. In fact, we better not be obnoxious. But we need to be bold, certainly, and uh, we need to be encouraged that our sins are forgiven in Christ Jesus. We're bound for heaven, and the best is yet to mm, come. Wow.
1: So yeah. good, so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, David, you've uh, you've been a delight uh, for our audience today, I'm sure, and uh, we we really appreciate you coming on and sharing all this. Uh, we've got about a minute left. Any last minute thoughts that you'd like to leave our listeners with?
2: Well, as I as I text people, you know, that's a way to communicate these days and involve with people, especially going through difficult things, and and the. Uh, there's a there's a verse in deuteronomy that says the eternal god is our refuge Hmm. and underneath are the everlasting arms and and uh jesus said that we're we as believers are in the hollow of his hand and no one can pluck us out of his hand and so what a comfortable place that is i like the imagery of of leaning in his everlasting arms and then psalm 115 uh, it'll say not to us not to us but to thy name give glory and then it says our god is in the heavens He does whatever He pleases. So even though things seem to be falling apart, I believe things are just falling into place. God has planned the plan. He's carrying out that plan detail by detail. And everything's right on schedule from His perspective. And our task is just to to rest in Him and to seek to honor Him uh, all of our days.
1: So good, so good, so true. Yep, he has a game plan for life, doesn't he? (laughs) There we go. That's it. (laughs) Well, with that, on that note, David, again, just thank you so much for being our guest today, and and uh, we appreciate you and all you've done and are doing, and uh, wish God's blessings upon you and Linda.
2: Yeah, thank you, Skip, for being such a good friend you and Virginia to us, now since 1982 as well. It's been such a delight. We continue to pray for you.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors: Christian Brothers Automotive, Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino. Oh yes, we did. Diamond Heating and Cooling, Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. The Building Hope Project, a hand up, not a handout. And Zero S Carpet Cleaning. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday, as Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend, and remember: no game plan, no victory.